G'day and thanks for joining us for this week's Two Ticks Town Talk, a segment of the Australia Talks podcast. I'm DK. And I'm RD. Please enjoy this segment from the regular podcast. So this week, we're heading south from uh, where we were talking, Kalanara. Uh, we're heading south to the state of New South Wales, southeast, I guess, from where we were just a minute ago. This one is actually a slightly bigger town than we normally talk about. It's got a population of 11,197 uh, as of 2021, and it's about 150 kilometres west of Sydney. Uh, it's about 95 miles for our Americans. Uh, and it's also got a name that some of our international listeners may recognise, the little town of Lithgow. It's located in a mountain valley named Lithgow's Valley <laughs> by John Oxley in honour of William Lithgow, the first Auditor General of New South Wales. The town is situated in the centre of a gold, a coal mining district. Sorry, not gold, coal. Black gold, as they call it. Uh, and there was there is one coal-powered station nearby. It's the site of the f- Australia's first commercially viable steel mill and the ruins of which are open for inspection at Blast Furnace Park. Uh, due to the abundance of coal and the relative proximity to Sydney in the areas surrounding Lithgow is one of the largest power stations in New South Wales, the Mount Piper Power Station, which opened in 1993 and is still in operation. Obviously, there were lots of other power stations uh, in that area, but most of them since have been shut down. Uh, Lithgow is adjacent to a number of national parks and other attractions, including the Blue Mountains. Uh, Places to visit include the Zigzag Railway, the Glow Worm Tunnel, and Glen Davis in the Capertree Valley, the second largest canyon in the world. I guess the first is probably in America. Yeah, the Caper Tree Valley is apparently is the second largest valley in the world. You're kidding me. I I'm just going off what uh visit oh, so, New so, South I know, Wales. Sorry, that was that was a very incredulous. <laughs> I don't know. You're kidding. It was just uh, I didn't I didn't think we would have that here. No, yeah, I was kind of surprised myself. Uh, and <laughs> I think it's pronounced the Capiti Valley. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, just outside of Lithgow, bet- wow. near the Blue Mountains. It's the second largest. It is, when you look at a picture of it, it is very wide. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite look like the, the, the you know, the Grand Canyon um, or anything like that. But it does, it is, yeah, it looks pretty, pretty... Um, Impressive is the word I'm looking for. So, you know, it's about a kilometer wide sort of thing, and I don't know how how high the cliffs are. They do look very, very um, tall. So, Uh, I probably you would have thought that I would have done a little bit more research so I could give you some numbers, but I didn't. So, no, you probably didn't expect (laughs) to be pulled up so so much. It's it's just yeah, like you hear you hear the Kiwis chuckle when Australians call something a mountain over here. 
Um, yes. Just <laughs> if, you'd, if you'd have said second largest Kenyan in the world, wouldn't have even had Australia on the top 20 list. No, you're right. I think it's when you look at it, you know, so there is uh, a campground. Um, so Glen Davis is the town that's sort of in in that specific valley itself. Uh, and there's a sort of if you follow the valley up, there's a there's a campground. And where the campground is, the valley, the, well, the canyon, I should call it, not a valley, um, is just over a kilometre wide. So when you look at some photos and things of the area, it, it they look like mountains. It doesn't look like a canyon because, you know, it's covered in trees and everything like that. Um, and because it is so wide, I guess it doesn't really feel like, it feels more like a valley as opposed to a canyon but um i don't know what the the difference the designation is between those two things but apparently it's a canyon um it is pretty impressive when you look at from the air Uh, i think it would be much more impressive in real life uh i haven't been to the grand canyon so i can't compare the two uh but my dad has so maybe we'll send him down there on a road trip and he can tell us what he thinks (laughs) uh so the most popular tourist event in Lithgow is called Iron Fest. Uh, It's an annual cultural heritage event, and it attracts about 10,000 people every year, so it's pretty cool. Uh, But, of course, the elephant in the room is that there is also the internationally known uh, and Australian-renowned Lithgow Small Arms Factory, opened on the 8th of June, 1912, the factory initially manufactured the short magazine Lee Enfield Number no. Three rifles and the Patton 1907 bayonets for the Australian military during the First World War. During World War II, production expanded to include Vickers machine guns, bread guns, and post-war they branched out into sporting goods, including civilian firearms and even golf clubs, tools, sewing machines. And from the mid-50s, they created they they manufactured the F1 submachine guns and the L1 A1 SLR firearms prototypes and other similar products. The factory was first corporatized as the Australian Defence Industries by the Hawke government and then later sold in 2006. ADI Lithgow is now owned by Talus Australia and continues to manufacture the F-88 Ausstire rifle and the M-89 Minimi, currently used by the Australian military. Uh, and they still do make civilian firearms. They make a lot of really good rifles. They're not the cheapest, but they are exceptionally high quality. And they're Australian-made, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's how you pronounce that. Is it Minimi? Minimi, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for our American listeners, it's the same as the, um, uh, what is it, the F240 Bravo. And I think... A bunch of different companies use them. Uh, the 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 Minimi is the original name for it, um, FN Minimi, and uh, the Ozstire is basically the Og for anyone that's familiar with like Call of Duty and other video games, uh, oh. and uh, an Austrian designed rifle. Um, very very good, very very light bullpup. Uh, I I personally really really like it. I wish I could have one, but 
Australian gun laws and all that. Uh, Lithgow yeah. is also... <laughs> yeah, we'll move on from that. Lithgow yes. also has a number of notable residents, uh, past residents, I should say, including, but not limited to, and in no particular order, uh, Laurie Oakes, which is a journalist. He was oh. lived in, in uh, Lithgow. Uh, Marjorie Jackson Nielsen. She's a former athlete and Olympic gold medalist. She was known as the Lithgow Flash and later became the governor of South Australia. So she was raised in Lithgow. She wasn't, she wasn't born there, but she was raised there. They moved there when she was an infant. Uh, Roy Heffernan. He was a professional wrestler, tag team champions, the famous kangaroos. He was also Mr. Australia, and he was born in Lithgow in 1925. Jordan Shanks, who's known as AKA Friendly Geordies. He's an Australian comedian and political YouTuber. Uh, Marty Roebuck, uh, former Australian rugby union, the Wallabies fullback. He was born in Lithgow. Ben Reynolds, he was an Australian Rugby League player. He played for West Tigers and I think the Panthers. Uh, Joseph Cook was an English-Australian politician. He lived in Lithgow and was the member for Hartley and Parramatta, and then he became the sixth Prime Minister of Australia. Hmm. And to round this all out, Dear to my heart, there is also a local zigzag brewery where they've brewed beer since the 25th of July, 1888. That's 135 wow. years to the day. They're still open. Unfortunately, I don't oh. think they're open to the public anymore, um, but they still brew. They have six beers that they brew. Um, I actually haven't tried one, but I'm, I'm very keen to I was going to, to ask you now. that if you've, if you've tried any from that brewery. Not that I know of, um, but I'll definitely keep an eye out for it now because um, I'd love to, to give their brew a go. But I'm so glad oh. that they're still on operation. 135 years, that's definitely to be celebrated in Australia. We don't have many things that are that old that are continuing. So, wow. so that is the little town of Lithgow. Well, that's interesting. That's, uh, that's interesting about the Kenyan. That uh, being being around there, I had a, a quick look while you were reading out the next bit, and it seemed to get into technicalities on technic on um, Kenyans versus valleys, and to do with steepness and that. And I, to be honest, I, oh, yeah. I lost I lost interest. I was more interested <laughs> your eyes glazed your, over. <laughs> yeah, I was more interested in listening to to you. Uh, I, I just thought a, a quick glance might have revealed something, and that was an extraordinary amount of. Uh, people's mm -hmm. names who I recognise. Because oftentimes you go through these towns and you think, mm -hmm. you know, who the hell is that? Oh, you know, in fact, I can't even remember what, I can't even remember the town, was Seymour or Shepparton? And, and one of their entry signs, and I'm not going to say it's Seymour or Shepparton, I could be completely maligning them. And I've seen ones like that and I think, Sorry, oh, you, you cut out for a second of that. Oh, so, I was, I was saying that there's some um, towns I've been through that they have the uh, people who are famous in there, and one had um, that I've, I've been through had a you know, home to two Paralympians and not even mentioning their names. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I didn't know. It. Whereas what you said with Lithgow, I, um, I recognised a lot of those names. 
Yeah, and I got to shout out the uh, visitnewsouthwales.com uh, website was really helpful for this. Give me some ideas about what to see and do around the little town of Lithgow. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of towns, but I thought something close Ooh. to Sydney uh, was probably a good idea. Just uh, for for people for a, you know, there's a lot of people. I used to live in Sydney myself, and you just can get so caught up in the city and you don't don't get out and go and see and all that sort of stuff. So if you're listening and you do live in Sydney, get out to the Blue Mountains. They're bloody stunning and it's yep. worth having a look around. There's a lot of history out there. Uh, and, you know, maybe pop into the little town of Lithgow. Well, little. It's not really that little. Um, and see some of the... Um, <laughs> see. Some of the some of the sites have a couple of beers. Go to the uh, go to to the uh, Lithgow Small Arms Museum. They have a museum on site at the Small Arms Factory. Uh, go see the blast furnace, the old blast furnace. And just it sounds like a fun little weekend away from Sydney, if I'm honest. Mm. So uh, it, it sounds good. It was funny coming back from the because uh, we had family over in uh, in in Forbes. Uh, Coming back, we would sometimes stop at when we were younger. Stop on uh, there was a lookout at the Blue Mountains, and uh, Dad would sort of point out. He said, "Can you see the curvature of the Earth?" And uh-huh. because you were high up and had such a good view, you could just see a faint, actual like curving of the horizon. So yeah, it was always interesting. So look, that's, you're right. Get cool. get get past the mountains. Get out. That's it. Get out. Go and see this beautiful country. It's too easy to get cooped up inside and you know uh, especially on the weekends don't waste your weekends get out while you can